This episode is sponsored by Snack Magic. Uh, that's snackmagic.com. Link in the info below for the podcast episode. Um, basically, this is a good website to get snacks sent to your house. Uh, my favorite were the CBD drinks. Uh, I got CBD pre-workout, CBD tea. Um, but then they have a bunch of good beef jerky and different kinds of just every kind of snack and beverage you could think of that just be good. Um, and some are, some are healthy if you want that. Some are just good. I mean, uh, so check out snackmagic.com. Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the fucking universe. Uh, today we have a very a very uh, good guest, young man uh, with a lot of accomplishments already. Uh, his name's uh, uh, Kenny Cody, and he is a writer for the Libertarian Republic, The Real, uh, the Daily Wire, uh, Town Hall, and is a chairman uh, in his area. I need to ask you what area again. I, I was, I'm fucking stupid, but, but, but you got a lot going on, man. You got a lot going on. Yeah, um, so Cock County, Tennessee, it's uh, near the Gatlinburg area. People are, are familiar with, uh, with the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. It's a county uh, here in East Tennessee, and I'm from uh, the moonshine capital of the world, actually, here in Cock County, Tennessee, and proud to be from here. So that, that's, uh, that's where I got elected back in 2019 uh, to be the uh, county chairman, just 24 years old. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm proud to be from my area and proud to represent it. No, it's legendary, brother. Like, good good start, man. Oh, what got you into politics originally, like? So back in college, I was pretty involved in uh, the Young America's Foundation, which is a uh, organization on a lot of college campuses that encourages uh, campus speakers. And then it just encourages people to be interested in policy, uh, be active in uh, local politics, be active in federal politics, stuff like that. So I, I was pretty involved in that back when I was in college. And then right after I graduated and while I was looking for a job, I actually got offered a job as a, a representative of Jeremy Fajan's um, campaign manager in 2018. And I, I accepted that position. He's a state representative here in, uh, in the state of Tennessee. And I accepted that position and uh, we won the primary and the general. And right after that, I went to, uh, to work in some ed in education. I'm in education right now. I'm actually a teacher as well. Um, but uh, right after that, um, I decided to run for uh, the uh, county chairmanship here and won unanimously, uh, though I didn't have any opposition or anything. So it was a, it was a, it was a great election and I was, I was proud to serve as it. And, you know, increasing activism and especially increasing youth activism here, here in the county, especially in the Republican Party when the Democrats have so many uh, and libertarians and the, and the other third parties have so many, much youth activism. I think the Republicans sometimes lack and organizations like Turnpoint USA and YF and all that stuff do a good job. But in local politics, it's still very lacking. So I wanted to increase activism there as much as I could. No, it's awesome. And that is a good point. Yeah, I think a lot of the other parties have more uh, youth involved. I think it's a, uh, but I, I think uh, as you get older, you become Republican typically. Like, uh, it's just one of those things like, uh, like you start to, like, like you, to have logic that young's pretty good, I think, for yourself, man. I think it's like, I think, uh, everybody almost starts off as like a default liberal, I think, because they, they seem like the good guys. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're like no trust is for the great guys we hate bad people and i'm like wow that's i mean i can relate to that you know i hate bad people you know and then, and then you like realize they're the bad guys yeah well and i think that's the problem where the, the republican party has had a had a trouble in in relating to, to the youth because i think when you think republican you don't exactly think of you know things like the interpretive cars adapting now with criminal justice reform, being pro social issues and being appealable to the youth, being appealable to independence. The Republican party hasn't been that except the last four years. I think, I think the last four years we've seen an in increase in youth activism in the Republican party. And one of the reasons that I'm involved is like I said, because the organization I was involved with when I was in college. But as you said, I think unlike people like me who has been Republican since I pretty much came out of the womb. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of people who, when they get interested in politics, it's usually in college. And when they get in, in, influenced, when they get older is when politics actually affects them. 
And I think that's the big discrepancy is people start caring about politics before it, it actually affects them. And you know, people say all the time, you know, parents are the reason that, you know, the people are Republican or parents are the reason that they're liberal. You know, that may be true. But usually the parents know the right, way, the right way to go because politics is actually affecting their taxes. Politics is actually affecting their lives, their businesses. Um, so usually the parents' experience is pretty relatable depending on the area that you live in. But I think, I think that's the reason that, that a lot of people in the, in the youth are, are Democratic. Like I went to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And that, you, you think East Tennessee, you think Appalachia, you think ah, that's got to be one of the most Republican areas in the country. And where I'm from, it is, you know, Tennessee Congressional District One, where I'm from, is almost a 66 percent Republican uh, stronghold here. But in Knox County, which is where the University of Tennessee is, uh, Knoxville is actually a very liberal city, which is a lot of people are very, very surprised by that. But you know, in urban areas, just as resident is around the country, there it's very liberal. So. You know, people, and that's because of the campus, right? That's because where that, you know, universities, what university college towns are usually liberal because of the students that go there and vote and they have to vote there while they're in there for four, at least four years if they stay and, you know, graduate. But I think that's, that's the problem is, that, you know, when people get into college, they're like, oh yeah, politics matters. So let's listen to the majority of the people around me, my professors and stuff like that. You know, usually the universities are pretty liberal, but when politics actually starts affecting people, it's after they've started caring, which is why a lot of the older population, people in their forties and stuff like that, uh, when they get a working job and their teachers and stuff like that, they always go ahead and go vote for conservative because they don't want to be taxed. It's pretty simple logic, but we had to work on making sure that, you know, universities aren't indoctrinating the youth because that's exactly what their plans are right now, unfortunately. No, I do think that as well. Yeah. And I think you, you have to definitely trick people to vote Democrat. And a lot, a lot of people are just like good people think just being misled, I think right now. And, and it wasn't always, I mean, I think like the last, I think you nailed it the last four years. I think that was a big uh, shift with uh, the Republican party became like the punk rock party. Like it was prior yes. it was like the, it was the party like George Bush and shit. Like, you know, and like, we're all like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was anyway, I don't know. Uh, but, but I think now it's like definitely like a, like a, it's like kind of like the punk rock kind of thing. Like I, I especially in like St. Louis, it's like, uh, like the, the, the Republican party is kind of like a fight club thing. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just like yeah. uh, drastically underfunded, a bunch of people with like good ideas kind of thing, you know? Well, there's a lot of people on the right that, I mean, people that I even, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fans of that have, uh, know the term counter, uh, counterculture. It is, it is the punk rock of, of, of social status because, you know, I, I mentioned actually in my article today for, for, for townhall.com, you know, being a Republican right now is sort of like being an anti-war hippie in the 1970s. You are on the outlier. You are an outsider. If you ever read that book by S.E. Hinton, The Outsiders, the characteristics that that book discusses and the characteristics that have like the 1970s war hippies, anti-war hippies, it's people on the outside, people that the media scrutinizes, people that politicians hate. It's that libertarian sort of populist right that people hate right now for some reason. And it's cool to be Republican. Like, it, it, as, unfortunately as it is, and as much as some people's feelings might get hurt sometimes, like when I write articles, I get trolled. And sometimes it feels good to be trolled. I'm just being, I'm just being completely <laughs> honest. It does, because you feel like you're having an impact in some way. And, and you know, people on Twitter, I think me, me and you can both relate, because uh, I follow you on Twitter and you follow me, we both experience uh, Twitter as being this left cesspool, right? Like Twitter is overwhelmingly, if you look at polls, if you look at like, po like Twitter polls or interactions when something negative about the president or negative about a Republican is retweeted or liked, it's overwhelmingly left. If it's something negative about a Republican, it's overwhelmingly retweeted. Something uh, negative about a, a Democrat, it's kind of swept under the rug by the social media lords and people in general on Twitter. 
Facebook's probably more conservative, I would say. I mean, the top like 10 performing pages are conservative, even though Mark Zuckerberg's probably trying to, you know, help that and stop that. But Twitter is a cesspool of leftists, unfortunately. But, you know, when you put something out there and you're willing to put yourself out there, like you were in, in running for the, for the congressional nomination and like people like me and Austin Peterson and others, you know, when we kind of intentionally bait the hook out there to trigger people, you know, it, it, it's to get them to think. And I think that's the, the most core principle of, of Western civilization and, and the common political culture is just to get people to think. And it's, it's, it's very sad that when I write something, the first thing people get, they read the title. And the first thing people go to is, you know, you're a racist, fascist, homophobic, mis misogynistic loser. And I'm like, did you read the article? Like you, you, you quoted me and you replied to me within two or three seconds of this article coming out. Like, there's no way that you read 700 words that quickly unless you're you go to Harvard Law. Like there's no way. So unfortunately, the political culture right now is just it's very toxic, but that's beneficial to us because most people hate the regressive left. They hate people who get on there and, you know, cuss people all the time and, and say that this, this is doing nothing. I mean, people really think that the left is, is losing its base. And I think that's pretty substantiated. In fact, the Republicans are as strong as ever, 95% approval rating and stuff like that. Even the most polarizing president they call ever as a 95% approval rating, higher than George Bush, higher than George H.W. Bush, anybody. But they won't call us and that's and that's and that's fine. I, I mean, he's polarizing. I get it. He he pisses people off. I understand, but that doesn't mean Republicans aren't united behind it. You know, I mean, when higher turnout happens, I mean, I'm going a little bit of a, time, of, a of a rant here, but when higher turnout happens. Democrats win. That, 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 that's, that's, the, that's the substantiated fact. People think because Trump lost this election, the Republican Party is done, and, it, and it, it's just it's unsubstantiated fact. I mean, the, the, the House GOP won nearly 12 seats back and, and still going. The U.S. Senate's more than likely going to be retained by Republicans if, if we win one Senate seat in Georgia out of the two runoffs. You know, it, this idea that the Republicans have hurt themselves with Donald Trump is pre-asinine in my opinion yeah i understand that a lot of independents rejected donald trump in, in this election supposedly we'll see how the lawsuits and stuff work out um but republicans are being embraced abroad because people are so tired of this cancel culture your opinion doesn't matter and we're going to chase you off our college campus mindset of the current regressive left and, I, and that, that's what, what i hope to do is you know, make the Republican Party more appealable, make it cool, make it a counterculture. And I think, as you stated with a punk rockish sort of sense, I think it's a good idea to take that attitude to appeal to independents and youth voters. No, I think the I think the censorship of the left definitely pushed me further like Republican. I think this uh, those are the final nails in the coffin. I think I'd I'd be fine just like telling dick jokes in a fucking bar selling t-shirts. You know what I mean? I, I would have been fine with that. And like sure. and, and they, they they ban you and delete, they deleted my uh, Facebook at like uh, my verified Facebook at, like a million people. And like cutting my t-shirt sales, my touring, all that shit. And I'm just like, and like, it just pissed me off. So I'm not, like, I mean, you like, how can I do it? I'm like, uh, I tried a federal level. I was like, maybe if I get a federal level, I could shut these fucking companies down. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to ban you motherfuckers. You know, it's like, right. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, that, 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 that's what it breeds though. I mean, I'm just, a, I'm just one part of that. I imagine something like that led you to this, like the, the place you're at of being a writer and stuff. I mean, and I think the same thing, like, uh, I, I think that pushes us here. I think the Republicans were started by being a disgruntled Democrats and they always will be. I mean, they always will be. I mean, they, they were, we were anti-slave abolitionists in the, in, the, in the 1800s, and, like, we were just mad the Democrats wanted to, like, have slaves, and we thought it was disgusting, and we started a party. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's right. basically why it's here. And then, and it's always just, like, we're always here for, like, the people that realize their party sucks. 
Like when you fucking turn 30, you typically, or you get older, like you realize that like uh, you're just being lied to by, uh, by people that just drone strike and murder people and fucking don't care about anything, you know, uh, and, and just lie and lie and race bait and fucking plan racial institutional racial tension and just like, like, like bait all these people and call names and project what they are. Like when they call you, those the, the, what was the four words you said? Like a uh, uh, racist, homophobic, uh, sexist and xenophobic, whatever yeah. the fuck, yeah, whatever the fuck is, you know, I don't even know what xenophobic even means. I, to be honest with you, I don't <laughs> even, it, it sounds like a fucking instrument, you know, it, like, it, and like, but, but they're all projections because the, the, sure. Typically, the left is, um, I mean, they're pro-slavery. They created the KKK. They uh, put black people in prison in record numbers. I mean, they, they literally hate black people. And that's why they tell all Republicans that they hate black people. They're like, like you must hate black people. I'm like, if that's what you got out of what I said, you're an idiot. Right. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that, that's, that's the problem is I, I think that Republicans are starting to realize now, like, the old crime, hard-on-crime Republican policies of, of, of the last 30 years were pretty in connection with the establishment Democrats. I mean, people, people like Joe Biden, people like Hillary Clinton, who called, you know, young black men super predators, they sort of share the same policies of those establishment Republicans, too. And that's a, that's a good thing the Republican Party has done. And one great thing that President Trump has done is rejected neoconservatism. And not that neoconservatism is something that isn't needed in some aspects. Like, I understand with economic policy, when we're, we're talking about you know, passing Senate bills and stuff like that, I, I understand using parts of conservatism, because I'm not like the left. I'm not going to reject every single type of you know, conservatism, libertarianism. I mean, we're a big tent party. I hate to tell people that right now, but when you have Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham voting on the same bill in the United States Senate about criminal justice, like we're at a point where we have a big tent. Sorry, That's a great point. I mean, they, we are a big tent party. I mean, we, 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 we uh, elected multiple women this election. We elected 13 women in, 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 our, in our elections in the House. We elected, um, I think, uh, two uh, African-American men in, uh, in Byron Donalds and uh, Burgess Owens in Utah. And I think Donalds is from Florida. Um, you, you know, you have all of these different people from different cultures, people from different ethnicities getting elected in the Republican Party. And I think that's where the left is getting so frustrated. They're like, well, we're, we're the ones that called them, you know, racist misogynists. You know, they're racist. How, is the, how are minorities and women running under and, and winning there? And, I, and I'm like, because they care about policy, you dummies. Like, they, people don't realize that policies is all the Republicans care about. Like, we don't care about anything else. I mean, yeah, there's some, point. there's some French Republicans that still do. Like, there's some Republicans that are going to vote against socialism and stuff like that. But most just care if we have low taxes, if we're not wasting money, if we're not if we're letting people be left alone in their homes to do what they want without the federal government. That's all we really. If you give us those three things, you can do whatever you want to do. Just make sure that everybody's having the, the equal economic opportunity. Make sure small businesses are succeeding, and make sure the economy is thriving. If you've got that, then we can try to lower taxes and stuff like that. But we'll work with you otherwise. But the but the, the the left has embraced democratic socialism. I mean, I mean, we saw. I don't know if you. I'm sure you re, you read the news. The Democrat caucus blew up. You know, a few weeks ago when you know I think Abigail Spangbarger, who is a uh, for Virginia representatives, I, I, I probably you know butchered her name, but she was in the Democrat caucus meeting and she was saying, you know, defund the police and all these slogans nearly lost me my election and i've been in this office for a few for a few terms now but you all on the far left and the progressive caucus are costing me elections because of these phrases and you trying to cancel people and defund the police and embrace socialistic policies you are going to cost democrats in elections and that's wonderful for me to see because because we are getting embraced on a national basis for policies 
People care about phrases. People care about policy and actions. And if we're able to embrace that, if we're able to be a, a policy-centered movement, and a, a populist movement in the way we campaign it, but a policy-centered movement, when we keep person in office, we can get policies that explain all independence, like Trump did with criminal justice reform and anti-interventionalism. Those two things are prioritized the last two years, and establishment conservatives didn't bat an eye. We didn't complain. We kind of went along with it. And then for libertarian Republicans like me and you were like, yes, finally we got that past the establishment Republicans and we can move on, which is a good way to appeal to, to, to people that are disenfranchised from third parties, youth voters and independents. If we can do that, we're going to be a successful party for decades to come, but we still have to keep on the same trajectory we've been on the last four years. Yeah, I think the worse the left gets, the better the right gets. Basically, like we have to, yeah. Because basically, like the worse they get, we get all their people. <laughs> like, like, right. Like, like every every time they say something fucking batshit or try to fucking close down a town or try to do this. I mean, you, you got California and New York moving to Texas now, man. You got a crazy world right now, and it's like, and like the uh, television can tell people whatever. I mean, but like the world we live in, I mean, most people aren't down with this shit. You know, it's like most people just aren't. I mean, Missouri as a whole is like not down with this shit. <laughs> like, no, you know, it's like, well, Tennessee isn't either. And, and I, yeah. I think that like even like since like Missouri has had, has had, a, had a Democratic senator within the last 10 years. And we saw it go majority for, 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 for Donald Trump. I mean, it, and you, you all have a majority of a Republican congressional people in the state mm-hmm. from what from what from what I understand. You know, pe- people they're tr- like in my state, for example, there is only one county that has been pretty consistently moved for the last 10 years. And that's a county out of West Tennessee. The rest of it's pretty purple. And, you know, these, these trolls and these politicians that are trying to make the Republicans out to be uh, monsters are, it's just not working. And I, I, and I, I hope if I was a Democrat, I would hope for them to be better, but I'm absolutely all for them to keep on this trajectory. Please. (laughs) Keep trying to cancel me. Keep, keep trying to troll me. Get on there and call me a fascist, racist, whatever. If that's what's going to help our party more, because people hate that attitude, please keep doing it. I'll be a scapegoat. You can cuss me as much you want to, as long as Republicans win in elections. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, I think it just made Parler a social media basically because like they dropped yeah. the ball. They dropped the ball so hard that everybody just goes other places. I mean, you have like uh, Newsmax and OAN and stuff popping out now and like exactly. blowing up. And like Gateway Pundit and stuff. I mean, you ha- you have a lot of these. Uh, I mean, Libertarian Republic. Like one of them was you write for. I think. Uh, I think Daily Wire was already kind of blown up. But I mean, I think the Libertarian Republic. I mean, g- it gave like uh, it's giving like uh, like I guess like power and and readers readers at the very least readers to all these publications now because they're telling the truth. Because exactly. like that's that's all people want. They don't care about the brand. They don't care about the name. They just want the fucking truth. They want to right. know what's going on. They want to hear an opinion that's not like an edit. They don't. You mean they want to hear facts? They don't hear fucking the same opinion over and over again. I mean, every TV channel is the same shit. It's like we get it. Beyonce, good. Trump, bad. We, I mean, we get it. Like, I get the fucking. I get the itinerary. It's just not interesting. You know, it's just right. like not. It's not. You know, I mean, it's like, and it's creating alternative. What what's be, what became alternative press and alternative media now becoming press and media. Right. Like, like basically, I mean, it's like I mean, Newsmax and OAN are like taken seriously right now because Fox dropped the ball so hard. Right. Well, and I, and I think that's that's a very good point because I, I believe that like. If you look at the news, because the left has so many mainstreams already, right? They've got CNN, they've got PBS, ABC. The old guard. Yeah, that, that, they, they've got they've got all of those mainstream, but you you know you barely have any you know alternative left television networks. But you but you have such a following on the right and the need to see you know. And, and I'm not going to say OEN Newsmax are balanced. They absolutely aren't. They're very they're very very much pro-republican probably and they're now more pro-republican than fox news is 
which is a good thing. We Fox now have News two was alternatives. Opposition to me, I feel like I feel like it was owned yeah. by a leftist, and and it was just it, it was used to exist like to make Republicans look weak. Like, I, yeah, like oh yeah, Fox News, ha ha, it'd be like a joke. But now right. I think the alternative press is like showing what Republicans actually are, like inf- informative, very intelligent, very mm-hmm. driven, passionate people. I mean, and you have to be very secure to be a Republican publicly. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, people are going to attack you no matter what. If even if we're, we were we we're not in the entertainment sector, we'd still be attacked for being Republicans. You know Pretty what I mean? much, yeah. Just well, for I, being I, Republican. I, well, absolutely. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, you can do something on you can do something as much as tweet and you get canceled, right? I mean, like, if you look at, there's one guy in the NFL, I don't know if you follow uh, the, the NFL, but, you know, Nick, I think, I forget his name. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, yes, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, pretty much was trending on Twitter a couple of years ago, and it's still a running joke that he is a racist and trying to tackle certain players harder because of their ethnicity because he's a Trump supporter. He liked Trump's tweets on Twitter. Has never tweeted the, the president. Has never expressed support for the president but because of people he follows and because of the tweets that he's liked, people assume him to be a Trump supporter and they call him a racist because he supports the Republican incumbent. Like that, that blow, that right there just it blows my mind. And that attitude pisses so many people off. Because, okay, you know, we're not going to say he's, – he's not even being, like, outly political, right? Like, he's not getting out there and endorsing you know, a political candidate at a rally. He's not getting out there and indu- introducing the president in front of the 49ers fans or anything else like that. All he has to do is go, oh, I like that tweet. That's a good point, and star it and or heart it, whatever you do on Twitter now, and he's demonized for it. Like, that blows my mind. Like, that absolutely blows my mind. I cannot believe that somebody can do as much as like a tweet or retweet something and be thrown to the wolves of cancel culture. Like, that blows my mind. I, I, I can't fathom doing that to anyone. And there are singers, musicians, and even sports figures that I really enjoy. And, like, like I'm a huge University of Tennessee football fan. And I'm sure there's a lot of players that play in the NFL and the NBA who would not agree with my political beliefs, and I don't agree with theirs, but I'm still going to root for their success. And if they tweet something about Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, or anybody, or Joe Biden, or anybody else, like, I don't care. Like, I, I just I – don't, I don't care about that because I enjoy their product. But people – forget that these people have there's sending three million people that voted for donald trump in this election that's going to be some of the people that you enjoy that's going to be some of your family friends musicians things that these people that you enjoy voted for donald trump i don't don't care what anybody says every liberal and every leftist and i don't really refer to them as liberals anymore because liberals are sane and they can actually have a conversation leftists can't leftists have a family member a friend a colleague that voted for donald trump that they don't know about. And when you espouse the, this hate and you espouse that the Republicans on the right are, are a bunch of misogynistic, like we said earlier, misogynistic, racist, whatever, you don't realize how many people are hiding their beliefs because of your attitude. Like people don't realize that their attitude they take towards politics makes people fearful and it loses people elections because they cause it vote. That's what happened in 2016 when Trump won. Well, nobody expected Trump to win because all the pollsters would call people's houses and scare them to death. And like, I'm not going to tell them I vote for Donald Trump. I'll even tell them I'm not voting, period, or I'm going to tell them I voted for Hillary Clinton. Like, that's exactly what happened in 2016. That's where the polling data was so wrong. It's because the left has now canceled people who are Republican. If you are a Republican, you want poor people to die. You want grandma to die by not wearing a mask. You want a, a virus to spread and kill the entire country, and you want business to stay open, and you're a fascist. Like, that's the attitude of a lot of leftists. And it, I think it, they described the left me. very well. 
<laughs> isn't that isn't that insane? Like I just said, yeah. like three abhorrently outrageous statements, and you're like that perfectly describes what the left is right now. Like that that's actual phrases that people have heard to describe Republicans. Yeah. And like I, like dude, I work I work in a school. Like I. I wear a mask when I'm around kids. Like it's a county policy. I'm not going to bring a policy, and if people feel comfortable with it, then that's that's okay. But I'm I'm not I'm against a government mandate. Oh my oh wow! I'm against the federal government telling me what I can and cannot do and the choices that I need to make and going out for my health out in the out in the world and the same people from people around me. Like that shouldn't be like Thomas Massey said today. Like I am for people that want to take a vaccine, and I'm also for people that don't want to take a vaccine. And that should be a controversial topic. Freedom of, cho- freedom of expression and freedom of personal decisions and individual responsibility shouldn't be controversial. And for some reason, the rejection of government as our God has kind of been demonized for some reason. But because I don't want the government to tell me what to do, like, what, isn't that what fascism means? Like an a- autocratic government, like being all controlling and wanting the government to tell you what to do and how to live your life. Like, isn't that the opposite of what conservat- conservatism and libertarianism is? And it's more like what socialism is. Like one empowers government to have control in our lives and one doesn't. Who's the fascist here? And I, I, don't, I don't believe it's me or you. Right, no, it- it's completely insane. I never, I like, if you asked me like four, like four or five years ago, if I'd be Republican, I never would have said yes. <laughs> like even right. if you asked me that a while ago, I'd be like, no, dude, like George W. Bush was a fucking joke. You know I mean, I'm like, I'm like, no, you know I, mean? I was just like, no, he, he put a bad, he put a bad name on it. And it was, it was a bad run in my generation. I like Nixon. Sure. I like some older guys. I like, I like fucking Reagan. I like, I like some older guys, but I mean, I'm just saying like, like my generation is a bad run of Republicans. So it just, it just looked bad. And Obama sure. was a good talker. So I fell for it. And then I looked at what he did <laughs> and I'm just like, holy yeah. shit. Right. Well, I mean, he, he, it's like that meme that goes around of him like, like being a great guy, and then he and then he does, you know, bombed hospitals over in the Middle East. Like right. Yeah. Record drone strikes. Record murders. I mean, kills more yeah. people than I kill on Fortnite. You know, it's like it's like fucking insane. <laughs> it's like fucking. And dude, uh, before we talk for like nine, nine more hours, like, uh, what uh, throw out some links and stuff for people. I mean, uh, what, you write for so if you want to look up uh, the Libertarian Republic, he's he's right on there. Um, Daily Wire also he has a new town hall article uh, up today. If you'd like to give out your social media where people could follow you and stuff, we could do that. Yeah. Uh, so my, my social media handle is at KD. Uh, let me look at it. I think it's at KDC Odie. So, so K capital KDC and then ODY and then uh, capital T and N for, for the, for the, of course, for the abbreviation for my great state of Tennessee. So at KDC ODY TN, that's my Twitter handle. And that's mostly where I express my articles and advertise myself on social media. That's mostly where, that's mostly where I go. I'm a Facebook guy too, but um, that's more for family friendly stuff than it is for politics.